0: Welcome to Bedtime Story Adventure 2020 Children's Urban Fantasy One chapter a day up until Christmas Chapter 5 House Guest It wasn't until he reached the bottom of his road that James realised he had no idea what to do with the dog. He could try to sneak it inside, but his parents might notice. And he didn't want to leave the dog on its own in his room, as he still wasn't sure he could trust it. Could he tie it up outside? Again, his parents would want to know where this strange new pet had come from. "'Well, I'm home now. I've got to go in,' he said, attempting to set the dog down on the pavement outside his house. But the dog had wrapped its tail around his arm and held on tight. "'Go on, off you go. I'm late for my French lesson.' The dog looked up at him with its big, sad eyes, then slowly lifted a paw and pointed to James's house. "'You can't come in. My parents don't like animals, and I've never had a pet, so I wouldn't be any good at looking after you. It's best for both of us if you go back to the circus. Go on.' The dog shook its head vigorously at the mention of the circus. James sighed, then saw the bike shed and had an idea. "'Okay, you can stay.' but you have to stay in the special doghouse for now. I need to do my French lesson, or I'll be in trouble. I'll work something better out afterwards. He unlocked the metal bike shed and pulled the door open. It creaked and scraped and revealed a cold, dark space filled with three bikes. It did not look very inviting, but it was the only thing that James could think of. In you go, he said, quickly uncoiling the dog's tail and pushing it into the shed. It yelped and tried to back out, but James swung the door shut quickly. It closed with a loud metal clang. "'I'll be out as soon as I finish my lesson,' he said. "'Then we'll work out what to do with you.' Five minutes and multiple apologies for lateness later, James was in the front room, being lectured on how to ask for directions to a village market by his French tutor, Monsieur Cheeseman. Monsieur Cheeseman had a habit of spending a lot of time talking through how school syllabuses had changed over the years. James was undecided on whether this made the already boring French lessons more or less boring. It was a close-run thing. Voo, too, voo, or two, you ask. In the past, you'd have to use voo for this, but now you only have to... There was a banging noise from outside, and the tutor paused. James had half-zoned out, "'Voo and two sounded like voodoo, and voodoo dolls might—' "'The banging sounded again, yanking James out of his voodoo daydream. "'What is that banging?' Monsieur Cheeseman said. "'It's right outside the window.' "'Right outside the window. James was fully awake. "'The bike shed was right outside the window. "'That little dog must be ramming the walls.' "'The door opened, and James's dad stuck his head into the room. "'Is that banging noise coming from in here?' he asked. "'Yes,' James said. No, Monsieur Cheeseman said. James's dad looked from James to his tutor and back. My bike, James said quickly. I put it up against the shed, but was in such a hurry I forgot to put it away. Be right back. Without waiting for a reply, he leapt up from his chair, squeezed past his dad, and ran down to the front door. He managed to unlock and open the bike shed door before the dog could make any more noise. It was almost black inside the shed, and totally quiet. "'What are you doing?' he hissed into the blackness. "'I'm in the middle of French. "'If my parents find you in here, "'they'll call the council and get the dog-catchers after you.' "'The little dog darted out between James's legs "'and through the open front door. "'Wait!' James sprinted after it "'in time to see the dog turn the corner toward the living room. "'Come back!' "'James skidded around the corner into the hallway and stopped dead. "'His dad was still standing half in the living room. "'Well?' He asked. I. uh. James's eyes darted around the otherwise empty hall. Did you put your bike away? Yes. There was no sign of the dog. I just need to lock it up. He started to back away and saw it. The little dog was sitting totally still on top of the light fitting above his dad's head. It was at least eight feet off the floor, balanced on a thin metal rail that held the four spotlights in place. Well, "'James's dad said, slightly annoyed. "'Lock it up quickly. "'There's still half an hour of French left, "'and I don't want you to leave Monsieur Cheeseman waiting.' "'Right,' James backed away, "'eyes glued to the dog near the ceiling. "'When he reached the end of the hall, "'he ran outside, locked the shed, "'and ran back inside, slamming the front door behind him. "'His dad was still waiting in the hallway, "'but the dog had gone. "'Where'd he go?' James said, astonished. He's in the front room waiting for you, his dad said. Would you please go and finish your lesson? Hang on. What's this? James's heart quickened. What happened to your hand? My hand? James held both his hands up and saw the whip-welt. Oh, that. It's nothing. Just caught the back of my hand on a Bunsen burner in science. I went to the office and they said not to worry about it. Just leave it out in the air, and you know what they're like. They'll bandage anything and send a message home if there's any kind of real injury. James put his hand in his pocket, ignoring the pain as the fabric touched the wound. He walked forward slowly, scanning every possible perch for the little dog, even leaning around his dad to check the hall behind him. In you go! His dad put a hand on his shoulder and guided him back into the front room and then closed the door behind him. Now where were we? Monsieur Cheeseman said, ''Ah, yes. In the early 2000s, the GCSE syllabus decided to...'' James ignored his tutor's voice. ''How had the little dog got up onto the light fitting? Where was it now?'' He got up and started checking around the room, starting with the ceiling. Then he looked behind the TV, under the sofa, even peering up the chimney, which he was fairly sure had been blocked up. ''James!'' Monsieur Cheeseman said, I get the impression you're not giving me your full attention right now. We do only have one lesson a week, but if you fall behind, we might have to do some catch-up lessons. That got his attention. One lot of French tuition a week was more than enough. James took his seat again. The little dog would have to wait. When the tuition time was over, James leapt up from his chair, thanked Monsieur Cheeseman, and burst out of the room. For the next thirty minutes he checked and rechecked every room in the house for the little dog. It had well and truly vanished. Dinner, James! James was on his knees in the understair cupboard when he heard the dinner call. He extracted himself, closed the door, and walked dejectedly to the kitchen. It was an uncomfortable dinner time for James. On Mondays his mum worked late, so all his dad's conversation was directed at James who was directing all of his concentration in the search for the dog. "'You seem distracted at the moment,' his dad said. James was halfway through his pizza, and halfway through a mental inventory of every space in the house that could fit a small dog. "'I'm just—' James was cut off by the doorbell. "'Mum must be back early,' his dad said, getting up and heading to answer the door. Without wasting a moment, James dropped his pizza onto his plate and began methodically opening every cupboard door in the kitchen. He was checking the freezer drawers when his dad came back in, with Jenny. "'A visitor,' his dad said. "'Come to say hello. Do you want anything to eat, Jenny? I'm sure we can spare a slice of pizza or two. "'No, thank you, I'm fine,' she said politely. "'I've had dinner already, but a glass of water would be nice.' At that moment, right behind Jenny and his dad, the little dog trotted stiff-legged across the worktop near the sink. I'll get it, James said, jumping up from the freezer and dashing in front of the dog, blocking it from his dad's view. He scooped the animal up in one arm and turned the tap on with his other hand, sloppily filling a glass. Jenny, I'm guessing you're here because of that science project. Dad, would you mind if I finish dinner in my room so I can run through the experiment data with Jenny? That's fine with me, his dad said, sitting back at the table. With his dad facing the other way, James held up the little dog to Jenny. She made a face of astonishment and mouthed, What? Can you grab my pizza and bring it up, he said, making his way to the door. Jenny caught him on the stairs, the plate of pizza in her hands. What are you doing with Cece? she said. Cece? This is the dog thief. It brought me a gift and then we were chased out of the park. What gift? And who chased you? They reached James's room. He closed the door behind them and gave Cece to Jenny, who sat on his bed, stroking the dog behind its ears. James took the pizza and sat at his desk. Turning his chair to face the bed, he held out the raffle ticket. Jenny took it. Is this Elf's winning ticket? Is Elf here? Cece nodded vigorously, and James told Jenny all about calling the peregrine falcon, the tattooed woman with the whip, losing the wooden box, and sneaking into Elf's old house. I've no idea how Cece got inside, he said. A cat flap, Jenny said. There was one on the side door. I thought we agreed it was not a good idea to go near the circus. I only wanted to have a look, and now the tattooed woman has the peregrine falcon and the keys. And I didn't really think that anything bad would happen. James looked sheepish, expecting more admonishment from his friend. It didn't come. It's worse, she said. I met with the empress, and guess who crashed the party? The tattooed woman, James said. What happened? Same as you. Whip, net and now the Empress thinks I betrayed her. Only difference is, she didn't get this. She held out her wristband. James held up his too. I've still got mine, and the feather. i put it in my hat to call the peregrine falcon. Something else weird happened, Jenny said. There was a man in a suit at school. He was talking to Mr Black when I left. He recognised the wristband, I'm sure of it. And then, I think it was him on the bridge later, he turned up just in time. A man in a suit, James asked. Tell me exactly what happened. Did you feed Cece, Jenny said, at dinner time. Feed it, he said. I only just found it when you came in. Feed her? Can I have a bit of pizza? James held out the plate. Jenny took a piece and held it near Cece's nose. The dog sniffed it, then took a bite. While Jenny talked and Cece ate, James made some notes on his netbook. When she'd finished, he had a whole load of questions. As much as he wanted to know who the tattooed woman was, and why Elf was back in town, he started with something that had been bugging him for hours. The Empress said that the dogs were exotic, he said, and that we should be able to tell what they are. He turned to the dog. Come on, Cece. If you're not actually a dog, what are you?